0: Welcome back, loony listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to episode 92. And this episode, we are back with another varied show for you. Uh, It's courtesy of a last quarter? No, of a new moon. Sorry, a new moon. And with that, we have a spotlight and a very special guest now with me as always is a Connishu High Priest.
1: How are you? I am doing well for our lovely late night recording session. <laughs> Good time, yeah. We're buzzing. We're ready to go. We have got a oh. fantastic guest. Yeah, you, you oh, know, man. trying
0: something a little different. Uh, we uh, we we have the moon high in the sky as we record this. Hopefully, it will kind of strengthen and rejuvenate us. ...during this episode. But as you say, Connor, we do have a very special guest, and we are very pleased to have with us... Uh, ...Mr. Noel Tate. How are you, Noel?
2: I'm well. Hello, Ray. Hello, Connor.
0: How are you going? Hey, hello. Now, loonies will know that Noel uh, is, is a loony himself, but um, also he has... ...and his fantastic band, Alita, have been ever so generous as to provide their music for the podcast. So... All of those beautiful uh, tunes that you hear throughout the show, uh, courtesy of Delita and one creative mind that is Noel. So Noel, uh, so good to have <laughs> you on this show. Uh, this Thank be- you. Yeah, I mean, this being a spotlight, we just want to, um, I guess, yeah, just get to know you more, um, delve into your music, delve into Delita, and uh, how things kind of overlap with the music and, uh, and comic books in general. So yeah to to uh to kick off I guess um can you maybe um i guess summarize Delita? what what kind of music do you guys generally um play uh and where do you kind of you know play do you play it anywhere regularly
2: um it's kind of people call it post punk mm-hmm. which is uh to to my mind that means anything after punk, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, uh, certain uh, like, like, sort of the music critic version of it is um, a, a more uh, interesting version of sort of the 70s punk rock, something that's not just uh, balls out uh, anger all the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, a more moody, sort of, kind of aggressive indie rock. I don't know. It's hard to describe one's own music, you know. I I basically just talk, and then the band plays really loud. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, we don't play anywhere regularly. Uh, This band doesn't tour as much as past bands I've been doing. So we mostly Mm -hmm. play in the States, kind of in the Midwest Mm -hmm. area. Um, And we don't even play that often because we're all old men now. (laughs) Um, But actually, only one of us has a child, so we're not that old. But... (laughs) Yeah, it, I mean, it's weird.
0: I only say that because you know I'm on the other side of the pond, all the way, Connachu and I are. It's more uh, than a
2: pond, right?
0: <laughs> uh of, of the Big Blue, and uh, there you go. and I've seen like you know uh, flyers and posters, and and uh, I love actually kind of sharing them around. So I've seen like you you know having gigs, and I I remember even uh, one time I think you were hanging around uh, somewhere waiting. To, to play a gig and we we're having a good old chat about the thing um you know i think it was a marvel two-in-one uh comic that you were reading at the at the time no, it was
2: the jo- john Byrne thing oh the john classic. Byrne series oh okay yeah, the classic right. one right awesome mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah so my impression was just yeah like I, I saw these funky um flyers that you had and uh yeah and i thought thought you'd been gigging, gigging around um yeah so with with your music though um post-punk you're saying as well um I know again it's probably hard to um to pinpoint or uh, to I guess extract some influences that you have but who would you say would be a, a, a big influence on you
2: music wise it's hmm. that, also difficult because there's a hmm. lot yeah. in, in this band in particular um uh, an old English group called Wire is a big one for us. Okay. Um, uh, I would say Australian Nick Cave. Yeah, awesome. And the Bad Seeds is, is a big one for mm-hmm. us. Um, we're also into a lot of, like, the, uh, sort of 60s surf rock and psychedelia kind of stuff. okay.
0: Um,
2: like the Ventures, of course, but then, um... Like Davy Allen in the arrows, which is he was one of he was known as the king of the fuzz guitar. So he kinda of played the venture surf guitar, but mm-hmm. all weird, fuzzed out, fuzz pedal guitars. Yeah. Um things like the psychedelic furs, you know, a lot of the early eighties um like kind of new wave and what they called post punk then mm-hmm. bands were are a big influence as far as music goes. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, things like, I don't, like, yeah, a lot of soundtracks from the 60s actually are a big influence on us.
1: So you said um, this band in particular referring to leader, has music always been in your blood then? I guess you've, uh, are you, did you start out yeah, in high school as a cute little garage Yeah, I've been playing band in bands since
2: I was about 10 years old, 12 never mind, years Never
1: even old. further back.
2: <laughs> hmm yeah started playing out when I was around 14, I think. My brother and I oh. started a band when he was, I guess he would have been 10, and I was about 14. Okay.
0: W- were mm-hmm. you on the guitar or, or, or something else before then? or
2: Just the guitar. I'm not very good at music, so guitar is, everyone can play it.
0: <laughs> I lo- I love how these musos, um, yeah, play it down. Not very good. Oh, come on. Really good, really good stuff. Um, it's not classical piano, right? Oh. <laughs> um, but so you and your brother, um, who were the other, I mean, not to say, is your brother in, in Deleter as well, or who were the other members as no, well? No, he,
2: he he lives on the other side of the country in Seattle. Um, he was up until pretty recently in a band called Minus the Bear. Okay, cool. That were kind of a, a big uh, indie rock band through the the uh, early and mid and late aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he moved out there when he was around 18 and we were in a band at that we had been in bands all throughout like high school and early, uh, early twenties. And then the band him and I were in decided they wanted to get out of the Midwest. And so they moved to the West coast Mm -hmm. and I stayed here and, um, but I've just kept on playing music ever since. And Um, the other guys in Deleter are, uh, just they're a little younger than I am, but they're local, all local musicians as well that I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, in my day job, which is making records for other bands. Oh, cool! Like a producer? Yeah, yeah, engineer
0: producer. Cool. Nice. So you you very much are surrounded like with music. Like it, it's it, it's kind of something that. You not only do yourself as well, but like you, you know, you help out a lot of others. Um, Did you find this creative drive to to create music um, with your brother as well? Um, How can I explain it? Is it is it was it a were you both urging each other on? Is that what kind of forged this enjoyment to music, or is it something more like? um, Because I know that you do some drawing as well. No
2: like yeah know. I do i all I do is like art kind of things, yeah, like, I can't do
0: anything else well, well no what I, yes, I mean, I was just wondering, like, is it this kind of creative urge that that is kind of within you that um has sustained your your love for music
2: yeah i I mean sustained my love for
0: oh and for, and for
2: uh, all, all creative things. forms yeah. yeah i do I try to create something every single day, no matter what it is, yeah. So music or drawing or I uh, – obviously, since I write lyrics, I also write poetry, mm-hmm. um, paint. Uh, i tried my hand at doing some plays, uh, all kinds nice. of stuff. Yeah, awesome. And how yeah, – I can't do anything else. <laughs> I'm not good at math. I don't think I would be a really good office biddy. Oh, you say you can't do anything else, but it sounds like you, you
0: can do a whole heap of stuff there. It's uh... – that's really cool. Plays, right? Jeez. Um,
2: yeah, I was really into Beckett for a while. Right. Um, I have Waiting for Godot sitting up, uh, right next to my bed every night. Oh, and I nice. pick it up and read a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to write something like this, which is stupid, because I can't write anything like that.
0: Oh, nice. Um, and, and like poetry, of course, there's a, a close connection there, I guess, with lyrics. Um, yeah. Do similar. you find – is there a big – Difference, like when you do write lyrics as opposed to poetry,
2: they sort of bl- they can blend. Mm-hmm. I-, I guess when I write lyrics, I I know for the most part that I'm writing something to be set to music. Yeah. Um, so there has to be at least a little bit of sort of meter and rhyme. Um, in poetry, I don't. There's no rules. I just write whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There used to be. Um, oh, well, I'm sure they have them here. I-, I don't know if you've you've been to any. Yourself, Connor, but there are a lot of like um, pubs around the area. And when I was uh, a little younger as well, used to go to a lot of poetry readings. Um,
2: Yeah, that was a thing back a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Most of our you don't really see that much anymore. No.
1: Yeah, poetry readings hang out like uni now. Yes. When
2: I was yeah, when I was younger, every there was multiple evenings a week where there was a poetry reading somewhere like an open mic. Mm. Oh
1: wow, that's awesome. And now there isn't anymore. Yeah, it's it's almost a... like slam poetry's kind of taken that and they, those usually deal with almost yeah. big festival type events.
0: Oh, what was that? Mm. What's that slam poetry Connor? Is that like a mm. is that like a a wrap off or something? It's like rap. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a rap off. <laughs> 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 okay, but, but, but I mean it, it it deals a lot with improvisational like um is is that right, Connor? Like, um, just, you kind of, you do it on the run?
1: No, most of these people no, okay. are, you know, written big political or personal statements. Ah. They perform to a crowd. Yeah. I don't remember what the slam part of slam poetry means. But it's usually like a competition, I guess, almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, they were always fun.
0: Like, those, because it was, that, at a pub, like, you know, this was around, you know, uni days for me. Uh you mm-hmm. go to a pub with your your mates, you have a couple of drinks, play a bit of pool, uh then we used to always go upstairs where they had them and um yeah, it was just it was just good, because like, anyone and everyone can kind of go um can go do it. Um it's kind of quite daunting as well. Like, you'd have to have a, a level of um public performance, I guess. Um, a lot of people or don't. Or just need to get
2: something off your chest. That's, yeah, true, true. <laughs> that's a big one. I, I, I read one once about how, I think it was the first time I got dumped when I was a teenager. Yeah. And how I, I was under the assumption that the uh, National Rifle Association here in the States, mm-hmm. if you joined, they would give you a gun, and that way you could intimidate anybody into doing whatever you want as long as you were a member of the NRA. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. Um yeah,
2: and people thought I was crazy for writing. It's <laughs> like it's a, it's a joke. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, people can take things quite literally. Um yeah. But yeah, right. So um so going from I, I guess from the writing and so with with um with plays, uh so what had you written from was that more of a cathartic thing as well to get off, or was that more of a yeah. using your imag- like imagination and you know fantasy? Yeah, and-
2: it's just it's just getting everything out of your brain mm. to someplace else. Yeah, you know whether you, whether it's to be published or shared or whatever or not doesn't yeah. matter. You just have to get it out, and it's it's psychologically healthy, I think, at least for me, mm. Mm. Um, and it helps me sort of deep. Delve a bit into my subconscious, a bit, and uh-huh. see. Oh, that's why I was feeling that way. Yeah. Even you, if no one else understands it.
0: Yeah. Do Do you keep a notebook like by
2: your bedside as well and stuff? Do you write like do, do you Do Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess or take you. notes on my phone or do whatever. Yeah, I mm. always get something by me to jot down an idea.
0: Yeah, that would be an interesting thing again. Like, um, I guess with technology and how that kind of works, because. Yeah, very. Uh, I guess very old school. Um, again, like you know, back in my younger days as well, I'd, I'd carry a little A five size notebook as well and just jot things down. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like yeah, obviously with the phone, um, I don't know. There's something a bit more rustic, um, <laughs> and I uh, think with having <laughs> a little book and having like a half-nord pencil, you know, just uh, you're ready <laughs> yeah. to just to scribble something down. But um, yeah, no 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 that's uh that's cool. With with um with music, like how how does it like with Delita, how does that evolve? Like how does how do you come up with a this is probably a hard question as well, Noel, like what comes first, the lyrics or the music, but how, how do you form your songs? Um uh are some of them a mix of um very organic, like they, they develop as they come along or are some of them like premeditated it's like, you know, I'm gonna set myself a narrative and this is what I'm gonna um write a song about and yeah, how how does it how does that work?
2: Um well lately it's been what well, with this band we've always just kind of written things in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. kind of jam jam them out, I guess. Um the The other three guys are a lot better at music than I am, so they're able to write things really quickly, and then my uh sort of my role in the job is to kind of produce the band mm-hmm. um sort of arrange some things that they've come up with or um, mostly take away things that they've come, they're just so good that I need them to not play as good as uh their full abilities would let them. And come down to my level a little bit uh, but then yeah we just we uh we just write a lot really quickly and so songs build up really fast and then i used to just take things that i'd written poems or whatever and kind of re-edit them to fit the song mm-hmm. um but the past couple of things we've done i, I wanted to have we still wrote the song the the music first but then i wanted to come up with sort of a uh connective tissue lyrically to the whole release like our last full album um was influenced a lot by uh watchmen from Mm. Moore and dave gibbons and and i didn't write exactly like uh you know this song is rorschach's revenge or something Mm -hmm. like that but (laughs) kind of using it sort of as a as a uh, an intellectual guide to uh subject matter for a song
0: yeah right that that was um so that was your latest uh
2: latest album um mm-hmm. yeah, it was called levitate the pentagon Le-
0: yeah cuz that had okay cuz I, I i got most of well, most of the the watchman references there but there were a couple of other one um like names in the title which i thought were kind of referencing um there was some
2: marvel stuff there yeah, yeah
0: like Cancerverse and uh yep. and the watcher's eye um, mm-hmm. so yeah, okay. But it was, so it was predominantly like a Watchmen, um.
2: Yeah. The side, side A of that record is, is kind of Watchmen and side B is sort of Marvel cosmic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why not? Even though it's not, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's more of just like using something to influence, um, uh, like a feeling I have, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like y- using, uh. Subjects in Watchmen to talk about bigger, uh, bigger problems or or things having to deal more with more with what I'm actually thinking. You know? Yeah, so it's uh, actually a pretty political record for the most part. I mean, Watchmen's a really good read again right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this uh, particular politi- world political climate. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're sitting on the doomsday clock. Yeah, <laughs> whether we are or not, it's just sort of the paranoia of that book. Yeah, Um, and same with V for Vendetta is another one too. Another Alan Moore one that kind of taps into that same. And they're both kind of books of the post-punk era themselves. I mean, it's pretty obviously that Alan Moore was uh, influenced by punk rock,
0: Mm.
2: even with his long hair and beard. Uh, I think he's. I think he's even said that punk was kind of his thing. Okay, so it sort of made sense to to dive back into. some of the writing, some of the things having to do in th- with that era, mm-hmm. yeah, that weren't directly related to it. Yeah, it, it's
0: good. It kind of builds a frame, a framework, um, and uh, yeah, I guess the message itself becomes um, you know the main focus. And, and yeah, I mean, you you only use kind of. Uh, I, I was uh, I was listening to a. Um, a podcast on Jessica Jones Just recently as well And they're talking mm. talking about how You know, it's a Marvel superhero show But it's really kind of not um, That is kind of uh, Taking a back seat to You know, the issues that have on um, You
2: know, on, on rape and, and, and sexual assault and, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff yeah. um, and-, and all the best comics bring that up anyway
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly uh,
2: And Jessica Jones, the, uh, the comic Alias, really did that Mm. And I th- I think they just kind of leaned into it. It's easier to do um live action. Yes. Yeah. Probably. But I mean, you know, that comic was all about how messed up
0: Jessica was. Yeah. And look, there there are different types of uh comic book uh comic books out there and and different feelings Absolutely. that y- you'd have like, you know, I know for myself one day I just, you know, one day I might just want to read um basically just like popcorn comics, you know, just want to um, mm-hmm. Not have to think too much about it. Just have just a lot of dumb action, and you know, just enjoy the ride. Others, yeah, like like the Alias. Um, or uh, there are a lot of, um, I guess there are some. Like, you could say some of the Valiant comics as well. A lot more yeah. um, story have driven. To read
2: any of the Valiant stuff. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. You've got to get into. Uh, so did you say you have to read more Valiant? I've got stuff? a lot of books to read. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even. Caught up on all the books on my shelves right now. I don't. I'll, I'll oh. get into Valiant someday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well. When you do, let me know, and I'd love to know what you think mm-hmm. because um, I know Connor and I we're we're big fans of it, and um, they're very much story driven. Um, really good, really good stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, going on to well, actually, before we go into a little bit of the comics, um, Noel as well. You mentioned Watchmen and V for Vendetta. Um, the two films. What did you think of um, how how that was portrayed as an adaptation of the comic books?
2: Were they I a- accurate did or not. No, no, uh, no? Well, accurate is in the eye of the No, well, <laughs> they're not. Uh, v for Vendetta was not accurate at all. But actually, uh-huh. I thought it was a it. They almost did with that movie what I do when I'm writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. influenced by something you know it was like a new yeah. story influenced by v for vendetta you know yeah. and i thought that was kind of okay it was set in the modern age you know it was a way of taking the same thing taking an old story mm-hmm. and sort of retelling it for what's going on then like that was really about um that movie i think had a lot more to do with it you know not as much the surveillance state and fascism like mm-hmm. alan moore wrote about but it had more to do with sort of you know, the Iraq War too, and mm-hmm. uh, sort of the American version of fascism, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it was a much more American movie yeah. than the book is a very English book. Yes, of course. And Watchmen, I don't like at all. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> it. And, and it's, I, I think, you know, people talk about how Zack Snyder had, he's like, oh, it was basically a panel for panel remake. And mm. I was like, well, it's sort of. Sort of visually, but it also like any, you know, anytime there's like a punch thrown in the book, it's just like there's a punch thrown moving on mm. and he would have to slow mo it down and, ah, and put the getcha. actors on strings and it made it sort of ultra violent
0: Yeah, right. and really
2: pushed the violence of it. And it kind of, it's like he read the book and didn't understand a fucking thing about it. <laughs> he didn't understand the message that like it's, it's, uh, from what I understand, Zack Snyder is sort of a libertarian and Randian Objectivist mm-hmm. kind loves of person. Oh, he does. Yeah, okay. he does. He fucking loves that stuff. And um Alan, the whole book is well, not the whole book, but there's, you know, Rorschach is making fun of that. Mm. You know, there's there's no Alan Moore just says it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it was sort of making fun of Steve Ditko, who is an Ann Randian objectivist too. You yeah, know? right. And he has love for for the art of those people, but you Know fundamentally disagrees with the philosophy, yeah. And I think Zack Snyder just didn't get it. He was like, Cool, yeah,
0: yeah, let, let's kind of like Hollywood it up. And, um, yeah, he probably picked uh, not the strongest, well, not the strongest threads that make Watchmen good, I guess. Yeah, uh, there exactly. are a lot of, a lot of Watchmen um, fans that do like, I. Uh, do you like
2: the movie? Yeah, as I'm well. kind of surprised yeah. about that. That Watchmen fans is maybe they don't get the fucking book either. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Connor, I, I know. <laughs> you, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Connor. I know you've read it as well, and um, Viva Vendetta.
1: Oh yeah, I love Mister Alan Moore. I got to agree with you there, Noel. I think, mm. um yeah, I, I, I know some people enjoy um, the Zach. Snyder version, even it's just kind of more popcorn entertainment. But yeah, and that's totally just some, fine. I was kidding oh, yeah. about.
2: <laughs> entertainment but, is entertainment. And if that's what you want to take, I just think the book has a lot more to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: but yeah, I totally approach that book as, you know, some, something with something powerful to say. And without a, without something to say, I think I'd just rather either read a popcorn comic or something with a stronger message. It's almost mm. like this mess in the middle that doesn't quite understand what it wants to be. I think I'll
0: just read the book mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. It, it's hard to... Tra- I guess it is hard to translate. There are a lot of... Pre- oh, look, I'm just being, like, you know, um, devil's advocate here. It, it's hard. I guess there's a lot of things you've got to balance, um, you know, with um, with movies being a particular, I guess, time frame that you have to you kind of squeeze all in. Uh, I guess the yeah. pressures of of, you know, it having to... Having to make money, you know, in order to actually yeah, be being yeah. successful um, and the pressures from, you know, the studio
2: and all and all kind of that. Um, yep. It's just a movie that shouldn't have, I mean, you know, Terry Gilliam
0: mm. tried to make it. Yeah. yeah. And
2: he said, that would for, be. for all those reasons, the movie is unfilmable. You can't make it. You mm, can't right. portray the deeper meaning. You can show, yeah, you can show a guy in a weird mask. You can yeah. um, show two fat superheroes fucking, but you can't. Portray the political message all in one, and and all those other things mm. in one two-hour movie or three-hour whatever the final his final cut was, yeah. And you know, I th- I think it's a success enough that he was able to make it at all, and that people don't universally hate it. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I,
0: it, it it seemed to rock the um, rock the you know the comic book movie boat a bit, did not it? I mean, it was kind of a success, wasn't it? It was like a like a commercial success? Um, I didn't
2: watch it until years after it came out. Right. So I don't know. I just was like, nope, not paying attention.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just remember when it got released, it was like, you know, this is a a comic book movie, but it's like none that you've ever seen before, and it's so funny because, like, you know, what you're saying now, Noel, as well, it, it does show the shortcomings of, of it and, and how it is very much a you know, quote unquote, a comic book film. Um, because yeah. were well, those
2: critiques? Because it you know it was nothing like you've seen. Because they showed somebody putting a yeah, hatchet in someone's face or something. Like yeah, you have never seen that in a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what he decided to focus in on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of anything else? Exactly.
0: So maybe it got it generated um, it, yeah. all and the wrong attention. Daredevil. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And w- well, I mean, a little segue there. No, what are your um, uh, w- you know bear in mind i am i am we are heading back towards um music as well, but um yeah, what's your take on on i guess the uh the health of comic book uh comic book movies slash tv shows uh, do you watch many of them um do you like
2: them yeah i watch sure. I watch most of them I'm behind on a few I still haven't seen Punisher season two yet
0: uh, okay, yeah
2: um when it came out, I was kind of in a what was that? Last fall? Mm-hmm. Winter? When did that come out? Oh, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was really like sad and depressed at the time, and I was like, mm-hmm. the last thing I need is to watch this guy kill oh. a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Even though I really enjoyed the first season a mm. lot. Yeah. Um, well, it is uh, depressing. It can be depressing. But, yeah. yeah. Ugh, all, all those Marvel shows, are de- all the Netflix former ones <laughs> are yeah. depressing. Iron Fist only because it was not good. It was depressing. But um, (laughs) even though I actually like it more than most people do, I find it. I I like it.
0: Yeah. I know, Connor, you like it. I thought that second
2: season was great.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think Raven Metzner did a bloody good job with it. And he set it up, and everyone was salivating for what was coming next. And then we, you know, the whole thing just came crashing down around us. Um, But. Yeah, um, so, yeah, you like the Netflix shows. Um, How about the other, um, what do you call them, Um, studios, uh, channels? Um, You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., how about Legion, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger? Do you dip into any of that? Yeah. Or or, or, uh, even the DC stuff?
2: Sorry, I've watched all of the Marvel ones. I'm not caught up on all of them. Mm -hmm. I didn't see last season of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I've enjoyed S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. It's a Um, different flavor. Yeah. It is. It's and it's fun. It's yeah. kind of more popcorny, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, very um, much. Uh, Legion, the first season. I, I, I still haven't watched the second one. Um, yeah. But that first season uh, might have been my favorite. Maybe my favorite season of television, really hands yeah. down. Yeah. It was oh, wow. just so. Yeah. It's just up my alley. It's weird, and it's. It Was very good. I must say. Yeah. I really... Random dance numbers. and yeah. uh, There yeah. was, like, enough sort of X-Men Easter eggs, but they didn't go fully into it. Mm. There wasn't much superheroism. No, there wasn't. It was just weird. I really like... There's that one scene. Um, this won't be a huge spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's just a scene where they kind of first show his... David's powers without showing them. Okay. Remember that? And they just walk into, like, the... It's like a base or something, and there's just... Men, for some reason, buried halfway in the ground. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Or, or sca- and you're like, holy crap, that guy is powerful. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
2: um, it's just a really good way. And the color palette is just amazing. Like, I hope, uh, what's the showrunner's name, the guy who did Fargo? Um,
1: uh, uh, Noah Hawley? Yes,
2: well done, Connor. David Hawley. Ho- uh, is it David Hawley? Uh, no, no, Noah. Noah Hawley, that's right. Yeah. There was talk about him doing a Doctor Doom movie, and if he did. That's right. And he, <laughs> Anything. I hope they hire him for something within the Marvel Studios. Yeah, he's very good he, he's uh, a genius. Yeah,
0: he, he can he can graduate to to movies. I think from what what you see on Legion. Oh, um, a Doctor Doom movie that would
2: just yes. blow my mind. Hopefully, blow my mind.
0: <laughs> Have you are you, are you reading the latest uh, Fantastic Four or?
2: I'm gonna wait to okay. a couple of trades worth. I'm a I'm a bad comic fan. I'm a trade waiter. Oh no, that, that's all right. I was just about to say because uh, Dan Slot. Written... I can't read digitally either. So... Oh,
0: okay, right.
2: Yeah. I just I... I can't read on a pad. It drives me crazy. I have I need to have something in my hands. Yeah, that's
0: good. That's good. That's good. I'm yeah. um, a good supporter of uh, your local comic book store. I was just about to say, um, Dan Slot. He writes Doctor Doom very very well, from what I. I've read um, the last few issues of the latest um, FF. Yeah.
2: So he's back, baby. I was excited uh, to him. Yeah. I've really liked Dan Slott a lot. I I loved most of his Spider-Man run. A lot of people kind of shit on him. Oh, I love it. But Uh, I I just got all of his She-Hulk books. Oh, yes. um, That he wrote, whatever that was, 10 years ago. Yes. They're so good. Yeah, I mean the the burn. She Hulk is still my favorite. I mean, it's one of my favorite comics ever. But yeah. he did a really good job with that character. He did. I oh, actually, yeah, I read some of it on Marvel
0: Unlimited when I had it. Um, I hadn't read the whole run, but I was yeah very impressed with. Um, it had kind of like quirky artwork from um, from memory, um, but it yeah. was it was really it was really good. Um, have you read the the Charles
2: Saul run as well or? I have it. I haven't read it yet.
0: Okay. Ah, uh, you do have a lot of catching up to do, Noel. I
2: do. There's only so much time in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's it. Going towards comics and look, I'm just mindful, Noel, as well. Uh, I know we we talked about an Isla Ra session, which I'd absolutely love um, for you to to join, Connor yeah, and myself. I have to put- yeah at- someday
2: we'll do that I'll have to put a little bit more thought input yeah, this yeah. morning i I pulled out and I was like what are some books I like and then I ended up with a stack of like fifteen and I was like oh, oh no
0: uh, so it, it is a it is a <laughs> tough challenge um but yeah mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll grab you in the moon we'll, we'll take you over to Grant mansion and uh, other locations um but it'll be great so um we're, we won't dive into that i mean as you as you said as well a bit more time to think about it but um yeah comics wise I guess um with um, as you mentioned, Watchmen um, and a bit of the cosmic made its way into Delita as well. Um, now, are there any? I guess what I'm saying are there any comics um, that you are reading um, that do directly kind of um, influence your your creative output? In, in music generally speaking, yeah
2: or just in music oh in music, yeah uh, well, I don't know that's it I mean I'm
0: thinking like so you mentioned um the the eras where your music um takes it, in, it its influences from um, you know the decades, I'm wondering then, because comics are kind of you know like any art form um, they have you know you can you can see distinct styles. During particular decades, Um, Mm -hmm. for instance, do you do you like a lot of the older comic book runs? um, uh, Yeah, that that would be. I mean, that's my yeah.
2: That's my that's my my era. Yeah, you know, the late late seventies through the eighties is my kind Mm -hmm. of comic book era. Like anytime I even just pick up anything from that era, especially if it's sort of a Marvel House style, Mm -hmm. I just I. I love it. I freak out. Yeah, it's very. I different. guess it's so great. Yeah, it's very different. I just isn't picked it? up a bunch of West Coast Avengers trades, and uh, oh, cool! Is that the West The people, sh- the people, West people one? don't like West Coast. Yeah, but I picked up. Uh, I can't remember. They're in the bookshelf. How somewhere. the West was some one of them or with, with, yeah. I don't remember which uh, ones they were. It was some with Moon Knight, and then one before one trade before Moon Knight joined uh, the team. Okay, okay. Yeah. And like and just flipping through, I was first of all, I was just looking for Moon Knight. I was like, "Where's Moon Knight? Moon Knight's <laughs> in here. I'm not buying it." And then I found the second one. I was like, "Okay, he's in it." And I was like, ah, "I'm gonna get the first one too." Fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just looking through that stuff just gets it gets my blood going. I love mm. it. It is, it, um, and that's just an art style in general. Yeah. I guess it, b- before computer coloring uh and reproduction, there's just something about that. Even the. um it, it still holds up now when they do recolor them and stuff for like the epic collections and things like that. Yeah, there's oh. just something about that art that like just the post. Yeah,
0: I just you know I'd love the epic- bronze age stuff. Yeah, I love oh, those. Ah,
2: just so good.
0: Yeah, that it is a good era. Look, I, I do love my 90s, of course, as well.
2: Different, yeah. you know. Some... I think I'm a, just a little bit older than you. so <laughs> we, It's I mean whatever you, whatever it is that you first started reading, that's probably what you love. You know. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it, and it's similar, I guess, with music as well. Like, um,
0: yeah, it's I'm stuck. Absolutely with, true. Yeah, like you know, the Captain Marvel film. Um, I was just wanting more of that soundtrack. You know, I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah and and any reference, like you know, um, with Smashing Pumpkins, um, you know. Garbage posters and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Okay, okay. This is cool. This is cool. Uh, you know, where's
2: where's more? <laughs> you know, um, she's got a nine inch nail shirt on. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. Just eating it up. Um, but you're totally oh, can't right. Remember, did they use did they use that blur song? Not not song number Are two. They? No, they no. used Elastica. Oh, was, um, did they use that actually in the movie, or was that in just the ad? No, they used it in the movie. Um,
0: does, okay, cool. C- connection is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was really yep. yeah. Um, I love that
2: song. Yeah. I love Elastica. Oh,
0: look, I, yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, I, I really love their voice. Um, they're very, very mm-hmm. good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So the obviously the comics different different flavor. And as you say, um, first things that you kind of pick out. Um, interesting, Connor. Actually, Connor Shoe, because uh, you mentioned as well that you you kind of. Came in like latish to comics. You more of a anime manga background.
1: Um, yeah, I only really started reading comics like two years ago. Mm. Oh, but
0: really,
2: yeah. But Noel, <laughs> Connor is so learned in in all the. Uh, yeah, I um, am shocked by that. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> you know so much about this stuff. You, you
0: yeah. It's, it's, where it's. do you find the time? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, but Connor, I guess it'd be just it'd be interesting to see what your kind of. Um, Ground Zero would be for comics because
1: Giant robots I think at this point Ah yeah <laughs> Follow that mark mm-hmm. Yeah True yeah. tr-
0: actually that's probably it isn't it Yeah Yeah um, Yeah So uh, also I mean no. Noel- just speaking with with comics then i know that you do read you mentioned as well not only just the big two um it, you've got a, a diverse range of comics what what are some um some titles um that you do you delve into from, from, from we well, you know west coast avengers which as you say i don't understand why people don't like west coast avengers they are a, a it's b- fun bloody cool so much fun they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are but um, but you you do know a lot of DC stuff. Um, I know that you um, you've read a few. I do read a things. lot of DC. Actually, no. okay, because yeah, that for for all seasons was a actually it was a ripper of a pick
2: um, that you chose. Oh yeah, for... that's a, that's one of my favorite books. Mm. Um, and someone just had told me about the art on that. I mean, art is a big thing. Like it's hard for me to read a story if I don't like the art. Mm. I just you know that's the thing with comic books. It's like. They really go hand in hand. And if it has shitty art, I'm just – or not even shitty art. I mean it's all – it's made in a book. It's good art. But Mm. if it's art I don't connect to, I just can't. I have a hard time reading it. That's part of why I think I've been uh, a little trepidatious about some of the Valiant stuff because it just looks so 2000s-y, all the stuff I've seen.
0: Oh, well, actually – oh, I mean – the, the current uh, stable of artists at Valiant, they've really lifted their game with uh, some of the oh, absolute good. awesome... Renato Guerres, um, Thomas Diarello, uh really different styles that you wouldn't usually... Actually, you'd never associate, I think, in a Marvel book, I'd say. Would that be fair yeah, that to say, Yeah, opening Connor?
1: up. Sorry? Yeah, definitely. But I can tell you where you come from. Those early, like, Harbinger Yeah. Um... Bloodshot books, I think, were the two big ones. That's like, total, that's mm-hmm. still um, that's still Dougie Braithwaite and his, mm. uh, his crew. So that's... Right. You know, it, it, it ages. Yeah, it, does.
2: it yeah. does. I mean, I don't need all of my comics to look like it was drawn by John Byrne in 1982. But <laughs> was, I mean, I really like a lot of modern styles. Like um, the guy who was on uh, Spider-Gwen for a long time, Robbie Rodriguez, it has a very oh, stylized yeah. look. But oh, his stuff okay. looks incredible he Mm -hmm. just has a it's it's a little bit more illustrated designy yep i think the colors in that book really help too they look it's just amazing stuff yeah there are a lot of really good
0: artists um you know banding around at the moment it's it's really there's a lot yeah it's really good but uh, you know having said that i mean just going back to what you said um with art look there's even artists that i love like declan shelby we all know you know what he can do on moon Knight. But to tell you frankly, that return of Wolverine. You're not liking him on Wolverine?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> a very, You're not alone. Very rushed. Very, it seems to me very rushed. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I, th- it could I, be, think that's, yeah. I don't think it's rushed. I think that's just kind of a style and it just doesn't quite work for Wolverine. Well, I yeah, still okay. like it as – as I haven't read it, but I've seen a lot of panels. And I was like, yeah. I like the drawing. I love his art. I love his style. Yeah. I can see how it's not working for this
0: book. Yeah. It just isn't. People. It just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and i think hand in hand with that i mean charles saul who's usually a very solid writer um wasn't too inspiring the um the story for that so kind of glad that it was just like a five parter but yeah i mean you get mm-hmm. you get good art and well as as you said you get good artists that sometimes don't fit the mold yeah. of that book um yeah well uh Connor, do you have? It? Oh, you
2: asked about some of the non-big two ones. I was reading. yes,
0: of course. I yep. forgot
2: about that. Um, uh, well, there's a. It's kind of a lot. Let's see. Oh, I'm really enjoying uh, "Sex Criminals" by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky.
0: Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Have okay. you read that? No, I haven't. But I'm big fans of Matt it's... Fraction
2: and Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky, yeah, it's just too now. great. I mean, Chip yeah. Zdarsky is. Uh, one of the best people doing stuff in comics right now, mm. but he's the illustrator for sex criminals and fractions the writer okay
0: oh. and it's
2: great it's just about it's about a <laughs> it's it's not for kids <laughs> uh it's about a couple that or it's about people in the world who learn that when they orgasm they can freeze time
0: all oh, right and
2: That's and okay. a and a couple meets up and she's a librarian and he's a banker and he he hates his job at the bank, and her library is getting foreclosed on, mm. which happens to be owned by the bank he works for <laughs> okay yeah. so when they they discover that they can have this superpower yeah. um they start having sex and robbing his bank to pay off the mortgage on the library right. and it gets just it just gets crazy, it's so funny no, It's so
0: weird I'm going to be very geeky here um and ask you a very geeky question. But so when they orgasm and they stop time how how long does how long does time stop for which <laughs> uh, is of interest
2: <laughs> I think it's like 10 or 15 minutes I okay. can remember it's not a long time okay, cool. but it turns out they're you know the first several issues it kind of goes back and forth between their point of views and they think they're the only people in the world who can do this ever since puberty mm. Uh, And then when they find each other, it's, you know, amazing. But then they realize there's other people people? and there's like this, there's the sex police who've been doing this for a long time and they, they keep tabs on the other people who have this power. Mm. It's just, it's so funny. It's so amazing. And those two are such funny guys, Fraction (laughs) and Zdarsky, that there's one point where they get stuck in the book and it just goes to, to the two of them having a phone conversation, but what to do next in the book.
0: Right. Oh, okay.
2: It is, so it's, it's gets really meta, you know, breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And it just goes panel for panel of them talking on the phone, and Chip is sitting there drawing, and all of a sudden he's like, hold on a sec, I got an Archie check, because he did some work for uh-huh. Archie Comics. <laughs> okay. And then the next panel, he's wearing like a fur coat and a gold chain. He's like, what were you saying again? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny.
0: Is it, is it current? Like, is it still going, or is this part? Yeah, still going.
2: They might be taking a little break right now.
0: Oh, this is not one of those image comics, is it, where they take a break for like it, it five years? Imi- oh, yeah. For five years? Absolutely. I don't know if about five years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah.
2: They, they put out they put out a lot really quickly. I think there's, shit, I don't know, five trades out already? Okay. Maybe maybe more.
0: I hope you can. Con- Connor Shue, have I know, you? I think a lot of...
2: Sorry? Yeah, have you? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Connorshoe, sorry. Have you read Sex Criminals? I've read the first few volumes. I'm a bit behind. And, mm, okay. you so you know how funny it is yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Uh, no. yeah
2: all the image people i think do that i think they must it just must be something with their uh, probably not contract but just sort of an unspoken or maybe spoken rule that after so long you could just take however long you want yeah. to go work for the big two for a while or something and make some money and then come back yeah
0: yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I know
2: saga, Saga's on a break for
0: a while right now. I right? know, that's a bit of a, a shame. Uh, are you caught up with that, or are you a big fan?
2: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. Her artwork is phenomenal, and it fits the story so well, it's so good. Yeah, and then, um, it's one of those I things. Think, uh, Hickman's taking a break, too, on Manhattan Projects, or it's done. Okay, and he's coming to Marvel.
0: Yeah, yeah to write X-Men, to, right? To have a, um, to, you know, just dip his toe in the... The You know, the big two there, one of the big two, then he'll probably come back. Brother's got to get paid. That's it, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've just lost my train of thought there, but like, um, yeah, okay, yeah, sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I read a lot of indie stuff. I started, you know, when I was a kid reading Marvel comics because they're the only, Mm -hmm. the uh, pharmacy up the street only carried Marvel for some reason. Oh, excellent. And so, yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember seeing, that's when I first saw Moon Knight is he was in,
1: he, oh.
0: he could
2: have been in a, in a um, Marvel team up with Spider-Man. Oh, yep. Could very well or be. Or uh,
0: he, he did something,
2: a, but it, was that? I think I was have it, a couple of those.
0: Yeah, I think it was, was it the one with the Purple Man and um, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil?
2: Yep. Yeah I, yeah, I think I that was a that team one. up. I know, because yeah. I, flop- I, yeah, I have the floppy of that one. Cool. He um, could have been in... Yeah, it would have been something from the 80s. Mm. When I, first, I, mean, I remember going, ooh, that guy's cool. <laughs> and then I discovered there actually was a, a full-on comic book store just a few more blocks down the road. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do- and um... I was like, well, here we go. I'm going to buy every Silver Surfer comic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like Silver Surfer. Oh, I love the Silver Surfer. He yeah. is awesome. And then...
2: Uh, by the time I got to high school, it would have been the uh, late '80s, early '90s, and mm-hmm. there was another comic book shop literally across the street from my high school, uh, and they carried a lot more indie stuff. And I remember getting uh, Ninja Turtles, ooh, the okay. Eastman and Laird when that first came out, yeah, uh, in the in the mid, I guess mid '80s. Uh-huh. Probably would by the time I got it, it, probably would have been second or third pressing, right? Um, and which, but part? before they really blew up. But I had all the black and whites. Floppies of yeah. Ninja Turtles, and that just set me down a road of reading a lot of indie comics and all the black and white stuff.
0: So, what, what publisher was uh, Ninja Turtles before? I know they're what, IDW now, aren't they? Um, what were um, they?
2: Mirage be- Studios. Oh,
0: okay, right. Before they were big. They were yeah, just... it was
2: their own. It was self published, basically.
0: Ah. Cool, because that. Yeah, that's... that
2: would have been before the cartoons, and before, obviously, yeah. before everything. But when, you know, when they would cut people's heads off a and bit they were more... fighting weird robots and, yeah, uh, yeah very violent and. Yeah. there might even be a few swear words in here
0: <laughs> I really want to get into that kind of thing because um, yeah when I grew up the the cartoons was you know taking a front seat to everything and it's kind of that same kind of thing I guess with you know Adam West's Batman and you get in pop culture you get preconceptions as that's what the Ninja Turtles are whereas yeah. <laughs> really in the comics obviously they're, they're a lot you know they'd be a lot edgier and darker and um, yeah. I've heard
2: really good things they about did. it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the first 12 issues, there's not a single slice of pizza.
0: <laughs> Is it April O'Neil? Is she there still? Or?
2: Yeah, she's in there. And okay. It's all the classics that, that you know of, um, uh, Casey and oh, yeah. okay. Baxter. And uh, there's so many Jack Kirby references in the first 12 issues too. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, they name character. There's a character named Kirby and there's, <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> there's, uh, a lot of Fantastic Four Easter eggs, or not Easter eggs, but just references. Yeah,
0: there'd be Daredevil, um, Daredevil references, right? Wouldn't they? Well, yeah. yeah I yeah.
2: mean the the first the first three pages. There's a. It's just they do Daredevil's <laughs> origin. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe it's but the turtles in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the turtles, who get hit with the same thing that made Matt Murdock blind. Yeah. turn them into Ninja Turtles. It's amazing they got away it's, with that,
0: you know. I, I always kind of a little bit of me thinks like, you know, would Marvel? Have well, been... it didn't
2: say Matt Murdock, you know. No, it didn't say. Oh, okay, yeah. Know, it was just obvious. There's nothing that they could have gotten sued over, I think, mm-hmm. because it's just such a reference that you can't, you can't. So that wasn't Matt Murdock. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Cool. Um. And uh. So apart from. Some image stuff, other other publishers, and Mirage, was it Mirage that you said? Um, any other kind of indie labels that you, because, um, this, this, you know, if anything as well, Noel, this is a great opportunity for other loony listeners, i.e. <laughs> myself as well, to, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to find out, explore what is out there, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be good to, um,
2: you know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on, um, there's just a lot, I don't I would have to get up from the mic to go look through the bookshelves. But, yeah. um, well, have, have you ever read uh, anything by the Hernandez brothers, the guys who did Love and Rockets? No, but I have a feeling Connor has. Have you, Connor, Love and Rockets?
1: I have read the first of each one. The, uh, was it Palomar? <laughs> he's he's, he's, <laughs> a, he's mm-hmm. a machine. He's a <laughs> machine. Connor. Maggie the oh, Mechanic. I've always, um, I've just started um, Strangers in Paradise 2, which oh. is like another one of those Love and Rockets, you know, it's been going for 25 years telling the same characters' lives. Once yeah. I do that, I'll do Love and Rockets.
2: Love and Rockets started in the early 80s, I think. Wow. It's been, yeah, it's been going. And they've done, the Hernandez brothers have done other books. There's one they did, one of the brothers did for Vertigo. Um, what's that one called again? I loaned it out to somebody. I can't remember. It's really, really cool. It's all black and white comics. Mm hmm. Um, and they just, they came, you know, they came out of the eighties LA punk rock scene. Um, and they were really, you know, during the seventies, really into, you know, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko comics. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what they wanted to be. And then they realized that, you know, we're just some poor LA punks. We're going to do whatever we want. And so they're really, they're not biographical comics, but they have much they're more dealing in sort of their reality mm. and what's surrounding. Like the the art style is very. Do you know who Raymond Pettibon is? No, Connor. Ray.
1: <laughs> no, this time you got no. me. <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Ray Pettibon was a um is he's still alive? He's a uh, an, an L A. or was L A. LA based illustrator. Um, he was the brother of one of the founding members of the punk band Black Flag. Oh, really. Henry Rollins? Yeah. Yeah? Not Henry – yeah. Well, Henry Rollins is banned, but it was yeah. the guitar player yeah. that uh, Pettibon was the brothers of. Okay. Uh, and he got known for doing a lot of the flyers for all the punk bands in L.A. in the early 80s. Oh, right. And so the Hernandez brothers were very much influenced by him. And he did really cool kind of illustrated comic booky kind of art, but it was all really messed up. <sighs> like it would just be one – you know, just, like, one scene. Like, oh, do you know, of course, you're a 90s kid. You know the yeah. cover of um, Goo from Sonic Youth? Yeah, yeah. And it's that illustration about, you know, they killed their parents and they took... That's that's Raymond Pettibon.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, nice. Uh, I've yeah. got the mental image in my head of
2: um, the, yeah, the drawings. Yeah, the, black, the people wearing the black sunglasses. And yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they're smoking cigarettes in, like, the back of a car or something.
0: Oh, ah, cool. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, nice. So that... Those were that was a big thing I got into after kind of dropping Marvel stuff in the Mm -hmm. in the eighties when I was a kid. Just that kind of stuff. It's all very
0: so yeah yeah you've got a nice yeah you've got a nice diverse range there. Um, It it is hard to not at least read a couple of Marvel comics here and there, especially with their presence now, just like you know in the media and and all that.
2: Um, Oh yeah, I mean I read a ton of Marvel comics now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but it's mostly. A lot of it is I'm catching up on the things when I stopped reading. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Or things I didn't. Yeah, things I never had a chance to when I was a kid. Like I had no idea like the Cree scroll war existed. Yeah, that's a great until a few years ago, and I found the trade, and I was like. This is great. I saw that on I saw
0: that on Amazon, right? I was thinking of picking that up as well because it's only a small trade. You should. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a long, like omnibus, like that big, a skull wall. But oh no, no it's, it's like
2: four issues yeah, or something. Yeah, it's really short, and it's it's goofy. I mean. It's- <laughs> I remember when people were saying that they were going to... Captain Marvel's going to be like the kree Skrull war. And I'm like, no, yeah, it's not. right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. They have a romanticized <laughs> Such version. A stupid... Yeah. Yeah. You know, of, of what I the kree yeah. war... Yeah. Well, Nihilus is in it, and, you know, the, the Supreme Intelligence is in it, mm. but it's the actual Supreme Intelligence, you know? And it's yeah. got, you know, Captain Mar-Vell and yeah. um and, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, John Rogue. Uh, is it the Jon no, not it? Uh, uh, what's this? The guy who traded places with Marvel? Oh, Rick Jones. Um, no? Rick Jones. Yeah. 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 Rick Jones is like the biggest part of the whole. It's really. Oh, he's he's, he's, he's got a seminal part in it, hasn't he?
0: Like he. Oh he, yeah, yeah, he yeah.
2: saves the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he brings back like the forties hero. <laughs> it's so goofy, <laughs> 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 but it's got half of it is drawn by Neil Adams, and when Ooh, he takes nice. over. Oh man is it amazing artwork. Who does the first half? Or the first bit? Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Bushema. Okay. It's Sal Bushema I think.
0: Oh, it's Sal Bushema. Uh, let me guess There's a, probably one or two panels of someone flying backwards, you know, with a, from a punch like Sal Bushema's art he
2: always does that. It's um Yep, I just opened up a page and there's uh, somebody getting punched fine back. <laughs> yeah, you're that's exactly it. right.
0: <laughs> always the same. Because uh, I always thought that Creeper Wall was going to be like, um, like Operation uh, Operation Galactic Storm. Um, I've got that on right. order on uh, as an epic. Uh, let, let me tell you, I just love the epic collections in Marvel because what you're saying about They're catching fantastic. up, yeah, catching up on stories that you miss when you were younger or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love like. Operation Galactic Storm, I've got the issues to it, um, but obviously I haven't read it in like years and years. But, uh, yeah, the older runs, like um, we're talking about this, the 60s and early 70s. I, I went through uh, The Ant-Man Tales to Astonish. Um, these are yeah, comics. are really fun. Yeah, very different, very different
2: um, to what you yeah. That's part of my, yeah, 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 part of my love for Ant-Man is just mm. that he started out as, it was just like a, a sci-fi freak story. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it was not a superhero story. It was just like a Tales to Astonish. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And it's yeah. part of the genius of, of uh, Stan Lee. Is just, we can take this character and wrap him into our superheroes. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. And what he do, actually, as well, Um what I found with later uh, issues of Tales to Astonish was there was a backstory to um, to each of the, the issues, and it was Wasp and she would be telling yeah. stories, and it was just an excuse to tell a sci-fi story. So she'd be telling stories to either a little kid or, I don't know, some kids on the street, and she would come up with these weird sci-fi fantasies. It had nothing to do with mm-hmm. Ant-Man or Wasp at all, but like, I can see how Stan yeah. Lee said, yeah, let's do it somehow, like, you know? Yeah, um, so, that's great. Yeah. Um, look, Before, you know, I just want to spend a little time, Noel, kind of before we wrap up, wrap up as well um the the final big thing that connor and i were quite interested to to ask you about bringing it back to deleter as well uh oh. i saw on instagram uh mr tate he had posted up uh what do you call them these days stories or something what do the kids call them these days um you posted up some video connor? yeah kind Connor. connor. The,
1: Pictures. Pictures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you posted pictures. Some, some moving pictures. You posted up some moving pictures of an upcoming project that you're doing, and this is going to be quite exciting. Um, it is uh, an EP. I, I take it six tracks, I take it, Noel. You guessed it. Um, each yep. based on one of the issues by that awesome, awesome Warren Ellis um run of Moon Night. So um Yeah. Yeah, could you tell us a bit a bit about this? Um Um Yeah, how how it came yeah, about? We just, yeah.
2: Well we just started writing new songs like we do and um I was reading over Actually I probably was listening to Into the Night. Oh. When you guys were going through the the Ellis and Shelby
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Belair run and I don't remember exactly why but i just you know i started picking it up and reading it again i read it every couple of months because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's it's great it takes five minutes yeah it does <laughs> uh, to actually read it it takes five minutes to go through it it takes a lot longer mm-hmm. and um i just loved the the kind of pulp comic mm. aspect of that run that nothing there's continuity and there's some of those things but really it's just like here's sixth great kind of action-adventure detective stories you know mm-hmm. it's it's why i think you know people say how uh moon knight is a, a certain dc character ripoff and <laughs> and you know and obviously not but he was obviously the creators even said he was inspired by that character yes. but he's such a better version of that character Ooh. and more in a sort of a more logical yeah. version of that character. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to put on a costume and go fight criminals at night, you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly. And you would <laughs> you you'd be and it would make a lot more sense if you had a a really terrible history of, you know, being a a mercenary and a military guy. That's mm-hmm. a, I think I even said on the group recently one of my favorite <laughs> bits of uh facts about Moon Knight is that uh, he had a disorderly conduct discharge from the military. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he picked that up from the uh, Finch run. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. From for giving shit to a superior officer. <laughs> and it's just it's like, the, it makes more sense. Even if you take sort of Kanshu out of the picture, mm-hmm. it's just a more logical version of what that kind of vigilante would be. Mm-hmm. And that's something I love about Moon Knight. And so Warren Ellis' run is just much more of that pulp sort of, you know, yeah. 30s 40s style of comic and there's there's a it's there's not a lot to it mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it it doesn't go as deep as say the next run with Lemire which is also one of my favorites yeah Yeah. Uh, but it's it's almost like a each each issue is almost like a song and I know Warren Ellis says sometimes he writes lyrically he writes to music okay and then i just kind of put that all together and i was like i'm the same way i sort of loosely based the last record on kind of watchmen and sort of fantastic four kind of things i was mm-hmm. like i'm going to see what i can do with this specific kind of put myself in a box and write based on these six specific mm-hmm. issues of a comic that i really like
0: they and they're very six of them are all very different I mean, like, they do yeah. have that thread of, of being very, as he's saying, pulpy. And I think Mr. Knight lends its, himself to that um, kind of... Because, I mean, Warren Ellis uses, obviously, the costume. We saw, obviously, Declan Shelby's fantastic design of the the new hooded Moon Knight costume. But uh, Mr. Knight mm-hmm. just going around, doing his detective work, is is it kind of
2: gives that kind of tone to a lot of the books. Um, so, yeah, which is like... Realistically, that's a that's sort of out of continuity for Mark Spector. Mm. You know, he added a new element which I like, and now it's part of it. Which yeah, I really like when someone can add something and be like, yeah. "This is not that, this isn't Moon Knight. Well, it is now. No, oh, it is, and it's cool because I mean, before that, if you think about it, he did a bit of you know, kind of uh, uh, you know, matches Malone style mm. kind of half-assed detective work but it was never really like a no. this is detective knight you know mr knight or whatever yeah it's like, oh that's a new thing that's cool yeah yeah no for sure but it's much it is full-on pulpy it's 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 not a um it's not ripping off batman it's ripping off uh you know the the, the phantom or something like that Yeah. you know or or the spirit or something oh i don't know I, yeah no or like i've said before i mean it looks like mr a the design Mm you know, the the Steve Ditko crazy comic, Mr. A? No, I don't, actually. Mr. A. No. Oh, look it up. It looks just like Mr. Knight. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All white suit. The only difference is you can kind of see Mr. A's face, even though he's wearing a mask. Oh, okay. It's like a more real... And he's in a, in a fedora, but it's all white. <laughs> and a fedora. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I I would love to talk to Warno sometime. Just ask him, like, was Mr. A obviously an influence on this version? I mean, mm. it's even called Mr. Knight.
0: Yeah, that's that'd be
2: very interesting to to hear if that was. Um, yeah. wh- whether it's, or not... Uh, Mr. A is a terrible comic, by the way, but you should try reading it yeah. sometime. <laughs> <laughs> it's all objectivist. The character is an objectivist superhero. Oh, okay. Well, So everything's oh, black thanks. and white and... Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I was about to say whether or not Warren Ellis will admit
0: to it or not uh, is a, is another question. It's obvious. Yeah, it's so obvious. Yeah, but but then so through the um, through the six tracks, then um, can you give us a, a bit of a flavour of, of how you approached each of them because they're they're very different. I don't have the names of the six um, issues off the top of my head,
2: but the um... let's see the first the first one is slasher. <clears throat> ah, yes. Um, I actually just sat down with, I had sort of, re- we, we record every rehearsal as we're writing mm-hmm. because, you know, I have a studio in my house and we practice in the house and I can just do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I have a pretty decent recordings of all six of the songs. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was only one. We were, we needed one. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but we had demos of the songs and then I would just put it on repeat on headphones and read over like slasher, for example. hmm and just kind of soak it in with a notebook next to me and jot down lines or actions mm-hmm. from, from that issue that, um, I thought were important or could fit inside of a song mm-hmm. and then just kind of mold it in and maybe reshape it. But I've actually taken, don't tell Marvel comics, but I've <laughs> stolen some, <laughs> a few, uh, quite a few direct lines okay. from, from the issues, um, Maybe And maybe they'll be changed as – we're still kind of working on it right now. Yeah. Um, It's like 75% done. Oh, cool. Uh, Pretty much just the vocal – some of the vocals left to do. Yeah. But yeah, and just kind of use it as a – think what does this comic make me think of or what does this issue make me think of besides just what's happening in the issue itself? You know, Slasher is just about an ex-Shield agent who's stealing – body parts from bodybuilders or something yeah yeah to it's fit, so pe- fit weird. People. it is very strange <laughs> i love it i love it yeah. and it's just um uh but it you know it has a it has a vibe to it and a motif and it's really scary kind of yeah it's a kind of um, i guess em- and a little sp- yeah. sorry just to, Go ahead.
0: just to emulate i guess um as you mean scary because in that issue uh for linear listeners um he mr knight goes down into the sewers like a deep dark danky area um that's where the slasher is so um yeah a very um very kind of horror uh
2: vibe to it because of yeah it has sort of a yeah yeah, like a seven sort of aspect where it's like Mm. detectivey horror stuff yes yeah and i think we the the last one, which wasn't the last issue, Spectre, but the last song I think we wrote was music for was the issue Sleep. Ah, yes, nice one. And issue the, four, the guys I got think. here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think that's issue four. And the guys mm-hmm. got here, and I opened up that issue, and I was like, "We got one more song to write." And by the way, I'm basing it all on this Moon Knight comic book. Mm-hmm. And they're like, rolled their eyes at me. And
0: <laughs> I was about said, to say, are they comic? book look,
2: are they comic book readers, no. Uh th- uh no. no okay. I, like sort I mean they they're not clueless. Uh-huh. Um our drummer, you know, watches all the media. He's seen all the Marvel movies uh, yeah. and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. He he just doesn't get into the books. Um and all of those they know sort of Yeah. You know, they're not completely ignorant to comic books. They're just not a freak about it like I am. <laughs> Uh, but I opened up sleep and just showed them the, the, the sleep dream sequence. Yes. And I was like, crazy. I want to write a song that sounds, whatever this sounds like to you guys, yeah. let's kind of jam out and write something kind of based just on this artwork.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: and we came up with the kind of the strangest and w- weirdly like light, lightest song oh, okay. of all of them. Yeah. It's very kind of major key mostly because we usually write in minor keys. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's cool. It's a little bit more kind of psychedelic and weird. And yeah. we use some weird drum machine things. And then I was just like, great. And then I just sat down and pulled literally just lines, some of the lines of the um, the victim of that issue. Yeah. Of what, what he's talking about, how he doesn't know if he's alive or dead yeah. or dreaming or awake or, or whatever. And it's just really sad. It is it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Thing. And so I was just like, you know that's the mood it invokes is sadness. Uh-huh.
0: So. Yeah, that's really good that um, the other members of Delita were quite receptive to it. And I guess it's testament to um, the artwork as well. Because, look, if, if they are savvy about, you know, characters, um, I think it's it's safe to say that they probably know next, not much about Moon Knight, right? So, um, no. they would, they know that I love Moon Knight. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, apart from the fact that unless you were kind of, uh, letting them know what the story is about and stuff, um, as you're saying that they were flicking through it, they don't only have the artwork to really go by to, to, to inform their, um, or how they were to approach,
2: you know, that issue. Yeah. Right? And if you look at the artwork, it's beautiful. It is. Absolutely. It's weird. Yeah. Geordie Belair just kills be- it as well. Oh, those colors. Yeah yeah Absolutely. especially in that book it's like out of nowhere it's like mm. it's like reading an entire black and white book and all of a sudden having like one crazy color picture in there yeah that's kind of what it feels like you know it's just like whoa what is this yeah yeah it's really watching a movie in black and white and all of a sudden a whole you know like uh, wizard of oz and, uh, <laughs> yeah it's exactly what i was thinking like wizard of oz yeah. and then it just goes to full color and then goes black to back and white, yeah. back to black and white yeah, it's and very jarring and
0: really and beautiful really good um sniper issue two how,
2: how did that um how did
0: that kind of form that issue is so cool it is very cool it's it's
2: very uh, un actually yeah was, it's one of those ones yeah, that you don't it's, think about but it's
1: actually it's like really the most cool. cinematic helped, of them i think yeah. yeah
2: it's so cinematic it plays like a well there's a couple in that in that volume that play like almost like a TV show mm. or something, but that. Uh, that one's. Just, that's, I actually turned somebody on to Moon Knight through that issue, we were hanging out oh, or something, and I was like, "I was like, just read this one. You don't even. Have, it, there's hardly a word in the entire thing. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. look at it. Yeah. And they were like, "Holy crap, this guy is cool. Who is this? This yeah. is like, Moon Knight." And then I was like, "Get the Lemire run, yeah. and then work your way backwards <laughs> and, and go up to the present. And he's pretty much done that. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, yeah that that one is just that's a lot about. I I think I connected to the to the sniper himself with writing some of the lyrics uh, for that. Okay, yeah, because you know he's used by the company. What do they say? He's like an unexploded bomb. Mm-hmm. There's a couple really good lines Warren Ellis has in there, just about the psychology of the sniper. Yeah, and like why they used him. It was just like he he's, he's like a I think there's a line about he's like a gun with the serial numbers. so like. Filed off Right Yes You know An, un- an untraceable killer mm-hmm. Um, and, and how that poor son of a bitch Was just used by that company And basically Yeah Like an unexploded bomb Dropped into a city So was uh, it Was it kind of like really That came back to get them Yeah It's about revenge It's a revenge story mm-hmm. So with that Tonally Which is also very very pulpy Yeah Okay Okay <laughs>
0: So kind of um uh not not light, kind of very tense, tense music, would say.
2: Yeah, that's probably the it's probably the most sort of punk rock one on the record. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cuz after we most of except for the sleep, most of the songs I just felt like what of the of the five up until that point felt mm-hmm. mixed with the was sort of the vibe I got from the story, yeah. and that's obviously the most sort of short and quickly violent and over stories. Yeah, you know, Moon Knight just takes him down really quickly. Yes, and he like, does. It's like, "Why can't I hit? Why can't I hit you?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm not real." Yeah, I, that is one of my favorite lines as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, and then he just takes him out, and the story's over. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty so um, it's
0: very punk rock. So very punk rock issue. And then, how about the um, the big one, issue five? Then, um, Scarlet. I think Scarlet. It's a, yes. Yeah. Uh, unashamedly, one of my favorite. Well, my favorite
2: um, of it. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's actually the one that I haven't finished the lyrics to yet. Ah, because that also Ooh. there's no words in that. You know, he threatens. He threatens a couple people, and then it's just yeah kicking ass just, until the very end but that's that, the one i've been having the most difficult
0: yeah there's not much to go on is there but it's that the little girl yeah. she says that thing about his well, scarlet's yes yeah, scarlet yeah
2: that's 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 some of the lines i've taken there's that's a really good that um it's i just don't know exactly where to where to take it mm. it's It is, it's, It's. I mean, it is the coolest. It's almost, it's the most intimidating issue because it is my favorite, Mm. so it's the hardest, right? I've got a bunch of stuff, like notes written down about it. Yeah. But I don't know how much I want to dive into just the, I think it's about, it's the most sort of Moon Knight issue that tells you about him. You know, the issue itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. It almost almost tells you the most about who the character is without having to say anything. And he did a really good job Mm. at the end wrapping it up saying like, oh, that is your face. And he's like a smart kid. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: um and what we've got a couple more there what's the other one? the ghosts, which was a, a bit of a fun one as well yeah that one's called box box, sorry, yeah box nah, because
2: it's no, the it's... ghosts, the punk the punk rock ghosts yes, kept one. in a music box
0: a very green tinged issue, I remember just from
2: memory um, yeah because right, the... they're like they they look like ghostbuster ghosts yeah. or something yeah slime is <laughs> Ectopla- filled with ectoplasm pleasant. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, so how do you tackle that? There, there was a, a reference to music there. Johnny B. Good, as well there as... There actually is. Yeah as, well, yeah,
2: as well as a reference um, to a
0: volume one of Moon Knight, which is the the music right. box, Savage Studs.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, I actually have a line about um, something about... It, the interpretation I kind of took is just the Moon Knight's confusion,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, about... He was like, what the hell? So there's a lot of lines that I have in the song about each verse starts with like a kind of a statement about ghosts like there are ghosts another one is i hate ghosts Mm -hmm. and uh it's just what the hell is it gonna do and i think the last verse is something about um you know like spirits trapped in a shitty music box but they're now at the bottom of the river okay yeah yeah. So it's just kind of like telling telling the story of the the song or of the uh, of the issue of the issue Yeah. yeah nice it's really fun it's one of my favorites of that one we've done musically as well
0: cool is it yeah okay is there a, um so there's a is there a particular theme like that you can you know, like a motif that um that encapsulates is that song or the whole yeah well yeah for, for that song just for that one i guess um or
2: were any of the other songs the mot- did you have uh, it's about uh, just ghosts i guess yeah okay about how about um. You know the, the sort of ghost as metaphor mm-hmm. for for memory and experience. Yeah. I think okay. It's kind of like a obvious one. You know, when people say they are ghosts of your past, it's yes. they're not literally talking about ghosts. No, uh, ghosts aren't real. Yes. But Talking about the, but uh, they are in our me- in our memories. Yes. Yeah. And that's why they're so haunting cuz you know, you always remember things either through rose-colored glasses or through like really shitty broken glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, memory is either great or terrible, <laughs> and things are rarely great or terrible. It's usually just in between. Yeah, there's always a yeah, a,
0: a, a kind of happy more Happy or sad medium. <laughs> it's not a happy medium. <laughs> no, 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 just like, <laughs> a medium. A, a, a mundane. A mundane. Um and I think the last one is Spectre, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, oh, I'd imagine, uh, that's kind of a, a big revenge story as well.
2: Yeah, it's almost a reverse detective story. Mm. It's it's a lot. It's a lot like issue one of that run, mm-hmm. but from the Black Specters' point of view, isn't it? Yes, it is. You, you see, I mean, that's sort of. It's about reversal. The lyrics I'm doing it is about, like, kind of role reversal. Yeah, okay. Right. That's the, the theme I sort of got from it. Yeah. It's very um, much. It's from the perspective of basically
0: the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of his stuff and his relationships. All the kind of the behind the scenes peek behind the curtain. Yeah, he kind of he, has.
2: He's got kind of his own. I mean, they'd really do sort of a, a mirror version of. Or, a somewhat mirrored version of Mark Spector. You know, he's got his sort of his Marlene Mm. and his team and he breaks down from all of them. Yes. You know, and, and pushes them all away, which sounds a lot like Moon Knight. But then, yeah. And then, and then Moon Knight just whoops his ass. <laughs> Again, yeah. I was about to say <laughs> <over>. <laughs> it's, it's like
0: issue two, isn't it?
2: It's just effortless from yeah. he
0: just waltzes in. Uh, a, a bit of um so great. a bit of self destruction there from Black Spectre though. Yeah. Those um those bombs yeah. didn't go off or the bomb went off actually at the wrong time, which is uh, really yeah. unfortunate. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's a nice that's a nice take to it with music. Uh, the role that's, reversal. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's got some cool like dialogue from moon Knight at the end that yeah. that's kind of where most of the lyrics i've gotten yeah yeah from is from which is when moon Knight just being like you idiot oh, like, yeah
0: like, about, about <laughs> um i don't want to be loved that that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's just
2: you know why would you want to be like me yeah i don't want to be loved i don't No, and nobody wants that mm. everybody wants to be loved yeah yeah great stuff except for mark specter <laughs> Yeah, yeah it Rates itself. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um so you're saying seventy five percent done, um, Noel. Uh any yeah. any um potential dates that you know you're aiming to have it due done or released or um
2: I... Um probably early summer. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. What is it now? end of march april i guess it's spring now
0: uh yes Year. yes it is yeah
2: it's it's uh, autumn is it spring there what is uh, it
0: Fall, autumn or fall uh we say autumn um is it do you say fall I over autumn. there
2: yeah i say autumn. i say autumn. most people say fall okay
0: yeah um yeah so not not that long to go that'd be pretty good uh, but you'll have to let us know obviously um we'll keep a close eye Keep in contact as well when it does come out. Um, definitely going to... Yeah, we can do the Isla then as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're definitely going to have you for Isla Ra uh, and your uh, your comics. And um, we kind of deliberately tried not to step on the questions, the core questions that we usually ask about you know, how, you, how you kind of got into comics and a bit more Moon Knight and stuff. But um, it's been really enlightening here, Noel, uh, to learn and to, to have a bit of an insight on Delita. Uh, and and yourself as well, uh, and you know what what you like to read and watch. It's uh, it's been absolutely absolutely brilliant having you on.
2: Thank you, Ray.
1: Thank you, Connor. Thanks for being here. Um, even myself, a part of this journey, was sitting back, enjoying listening to you guys talking. You know. <laughs> You're such a creative person. It's crazy to listen to. It is. I've
0: just got to remind myself now each time that when I do listen to (laughs) the leader, like you know, oh yeah, I had a had a chat with that guy and the guy that's you know, singing singing those songs. Um, Yeah, brilliant
1: stuff. Yeah, thanks again uh, for. You know, making this podcast sound 1000% more professional every time someone listens <laughs> oh, to our opening.
2: <laughs> the second I saw Ray was like, I was like, well, I do music and I like Moon Knight. You can just have anything you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: I uh, know. We'll be, be, every, mm, every podcast needs more personalized music instead of the. Uh, yeah. Copyright free stuff that's out there. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. And, and you know, and you know how we uh Connor and I we do really push this, uh um, get people involved and and it is a community and and it's so it just you know, it was just a no brainer to um to have, you know, the likes of Delita, yourself Noel, um, who are big you know, big Moon Knight fan just provide the music for it's just absolute honor. So it's it's awesome. Yeah.
2: Second choice to Max Bemis, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lucky no. <laughs> Though I have a feeling whatever he would write for Moon Knight would be
0: a little goofy. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much like his, his run, I guess. So. Uh,
2: exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool, but a little goofy. <laughs>
1: well, Noel, you are the music man himself. You are the music box of the ITK world. Where can people find out about Deleter any other music you want to plug?
2: Uh deleter dot <laughs> I think it is.
1: <laughs> I think that's where I bought your music.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um it's we are deleter at all the social media, you know, the Instagrams, the the Twitters, all that stuff. Um and I'm at Noel Tate at most of the uh, social media as well. Um, I think my Instagram's private, so don't even try. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about it.
1: Fantastic. Well, you've got all your listeners with a bunch of new music to check out, uh, or maybe hopefully the same music to check out again. Cause we're all such yeah. deleted listeners here. Well, we <laughs> keep an eye out for this, uh, new moon Knight album EP dropping, uh, I'm sure you'll post up in the group and on your social medias.
2: Yeah, we can maybe I'll start a that. poll on the on the Facebook page and say, because uh, we need a title, and I don't think I want to call it "From the Dead" because that might be asking <laughs> to get sued. All the songs are actually the titles of the songs are the titles of each issue, so that we have to probably change the name of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, well, since Ray is gone because Australian internet is just chronic, just no good, it's not from the dead, it's just dead. If you want to mm-hmm. find some more ITK, we're www.internetpodcast.wordpress.com, facebook.com slash ITK Twitter's at ITK Moon where we post our updates, uh, newsletters, episodes, get in contact with there, all the good stuff. Email is itkmoonnight at com. A fantastic group. We can talk to people like Ray, myself, and Noel, and all the other loonies. Uh, that all is the Facebook great loonies. Dot com <laughs> Slash groups, slash itkmoonnight. Itkmoonnight, it's the night. Instagram, Tumblr, podcast catches. If you love us, we wouldn't mind an iTunes rating. If you wouldn't mind going out of your way. That's how we get other loonies to not ignore us. So. From Ray and myself, thank you once again, Noel. Thank you once again, Thank listeners. you. This has been episode 92, Big Spotlight. Fantastic musician. Thanks for listening. And make conch you watch over the denizens of the night. Bye-bye.
0: Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated.
2: <laughs> uh, looks like his stupid cat unplugged his internet. <laughs>